we have a Labrador puppy. Um, he's called Bear. He is eight months old now. And uh, we have this great bit of park and woodland around the back of our house. And uh, most days me and Bear go off for a bit of an adventure in the woods. And uh, Bear's in his element when he's in the woods. He absolutely comes alive. Uh, one thing that we like to do, or I like to do, uh, is throw the ball around the, the park and, and, and the woods. And sometimes when I throw the ball and Bear goes running after it, I will hide. Uh, well, I like to play hide and seek with him. And um, at first I would get out of the way, hide behind a tree, and I, I would watch Bear just panic. He would freeze he wouldn't know what to do he would almost run around in circles and uh, it was funny just watching him kind of process what's going on and then he would run around and eventually he would find me and um, slowly uh, he's begun to get used to us playing hide and seek and so I have to be more creative where I hide to try and you know stay away from him maybe because he smells me I don't know um, but he now he, he now he knows uh, he, he knows all the places that I'm hiding. He knows where I try and hide and what I kind of look for. He knows he picks the the biggest tree nine times out of ten, and he knows where I am. For Bear, this walk is a habit to him. He he knows the woods and the park off by. And I, I could probably just let him walk around and he'll come back to the same place 45 minutes later. He knows the routes that we goes on. He, he knows where I choose to hide. It is it's second nature to him because we've we've done it so many times. And because I've hidden so many times, he just knows now it's all habit to him. Have you ever got into your car? And set off to go to one place, got somewhere in mind, and you've ended up somewhere else without thinking about it. Have you ever done that? It's habit. Do you have a favourite seat in your house or do you have a favourite seat in your church? It's habit. Do you have a certain day when you eat the same food? It's been like that since you can remember. It's habit. Um, do you have a family custom, a tradition that you do at the same time of year? Do you go on the same kind of holiday in the same place? It's habit. Do you have a morning routine you live by, your favourite chair, drink? It's habit. Do you have a favourite newspaper, a social media site, a favourite coffee shop that you go to, a favourite television programme? It's habit. When it comes down to it, everything is habit. We are the sum of our habits. What we do, what we say, what we think, where we go, how we react, what we buy. Everything is habit. Right now, you, we are knowingly and unknowingly being formed by our habits. Know our habits, through our habits, we are becoming someone. We are being formed. We are becoming someone. But who are you 
becoming. In his book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, John Mark Comer says this. He says, what you give your attention to is the person you become. In the end, your life is no more than the sum of what you gave your attention to. So who we are right now and all that we are experiencing is a direct result from habit and all we have given our attention to. Uh, There are things going on in our lives right now that are are affecting who we are, deeply ingrained in us through the power of habit. For many of us, we have downplayed our actions. We, We have lived a life. We've done as we have wanted to. We've done that's felt good. And at the the time it was good. and, And before you know it, we are in a habit. Habits are formed by repetition, the same thought, the same action, the same behaviour. They don't happen overnight, but are formed over time. Uh, It's debatable just how long it takes, but eventually we carry them out without even thinking. What is first formed in, in, in our heart or our will slowly becomes a pattern in our thinking. And if we consistently carry out that same behaviour, our bodies take over, taking the pressure off and we are living it out without even thinking about it. How many of us started to drive uh, so attentive? Uh, It was it was hard work, wasn't it? Doing the pedals, the gears, uh, the steering wheel, the mirrors all at the same time, thinking about it so much. You, You get out of the car and you feel exhausted from all that mental energy. Well, and now we get into the car and we just drive. Our bodies take over. And and that's it. From the food that we choose to the routines of the day, we have a rich ingrained pattern, behaviour. Some are harmless, some we treasure and others we fight and we struggle and they cause us harm. Once a habit is set, it can go on unnoticed in us and the, the brain almost goes into autopilot. If we don't deliberately fight our habits, the ones that we don't like, if we don't change a routine, a behaviour or a response, then that pattern or habit will continue to be lived out in us automatically and we are formed unintentionally. How many times have we gone off for a weekend rest, a a spa trip, a quick fix to our our tiredness and, and expected to, you know, change change overnight to come back from a weekend refreshed and reinvigorated. Eight times out of ten, that just doesn't happen because it doesn't address the habit of how we are living and what we are giving our time to. Who we are right now and how we are right now has taken a long time to create. We are a product of the Western way of life. In many ways, we have been conned into an ideal and it just hasn't happened. And there's no quick fix. There's no secret remedy. But as the Apostle Paul tells us in his letter to the Ephesians in in chapter 5, verses 15, he says, 
Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Are we really using the best of our time, the best way that we can? Because how we use our time will directly form us. It's what we are giving our attention to. And so ask yourself, what life do I want? What does it look like? Is it the life that I am living? Can you, can we, can I honestly say that it is well with my soul? Are we living our best life? Jesus himself tells us in the Gospel of John in chapter 10, verse 10, at the end of that verse, he says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. In other translations, we get the phrase abundant life or a a life overflowing. Jesus came to heal us of our brokenness, to mend us of our anxiety, to fix our troubled souls. He, He came to offer us the real deal. And what the world promises us, but it fails so many times because it's lost itself. Jesus promises life in abundance. And we get there by the simplest invitation. Follow me. Jesus was the saviour of the world. He was the promised Messiah. He was a teacher and a rabbi. And he was human. When Jesus met his disciples, he invited them, follow me. This was already completely countercultural to what was going on. See, in those days, it wasn't the rabbi that invited the student. It was a, it was like a competition almost. People beg teachers and rabbis, can I follow you? I want to learn from you. I want to prove myself to you. And immediately with this invitation, Jesus uh, is showing another way. And in that invitation in Matthew 11, verse 28, Jesus promises a way of life. He promises an easy yoke. Following Jesus, living his way was an invitation into a life of love, of joy, of peace. For many of us right now, we need a new way of life. All we have been doing has been crippling us from the inside out. And and here is Jesus offering us a new way of life, a, a simple way of life. And it starts with following him. We follow him by learning from him. Our goal is to become more like Jesus. To become more like Jesus, you just can't turn up uh, at church or turn on on a Sunday. It takes more than that. And we have to make sure that we spend time with him in our everyday life. As followers of Jesus, our whole aim is to become more like him and live the life that he lived. If we begin to model the whole of our lives on Jesus, redeeming our time, then we will begin to live lighter and freer. 
we will begin to live soulful lives. The invitation of Jesus is to share in his life, to carry his yoke, to walk through life at his side, to find rest for our souls. The invitation is there. We know it. But there's a gap between what we know and what we do. Only by doing something with what we know will change come. Just because we get new knowledge, new teaching or new insight, it doesn't mean that we are changed or transformed just by thinking it. It just means we know a little more, but we need to do something with it. I love music technology. I love messing about with music on my computer, um, sequencers, drum machines, synthesizers, all that kind of stuff. It's it's a bit of a hobby. I'm terrible at it, but, but I love it. I read a lot about it. I, I watch a lot of videos. I follow different producers. I get knowledge from as, as many places as I can. But I have to do something with it. It takes practice. Uh, it's very bad. Don't get me wrong. I won't be making any music and putting it out there very quickly. But but I put it into place. We practice the way of Jesus. We watch him. We learn from him and we live like him. Jesus and the way of Jesus equips us to a better way of life. He doesn't leave us on our own, but he's there to carry it with us. We begin to walk at a slower pace, a new rhythm of life where we are present to the moment. Remember, you are the sum of your habits. Intentionally and unintentionally, you are becoming someone by your habits. Who do you want to become? We need habits. We need to make choices that counteract the world. We need to find good habits that bring us to a place of intentional formation with the end goal to become more like Jesus. For a month or so, we have been growing sunflowers on our kitchen window. At first, they were really small. They sprouted quickly and they began to grow. Very soon, we had to repot them and then they, begin, they, they began to grow and fall. They were growing so fast on their own, but they had nothing to guide them. And so now every sunflower is supported by a cane enabling them to grow strong, well-supported stems ready for the fruit of the, the most glorious, bright sunflowers. If they don't get the support that they need with the canes, they will just fall over. They can't bear their own weight. They will continue to grow, but just end up in a mess. We are like sunflowers. We need support. We need structures around us to enable us to grow. We need things in place every day in our lives, every week, habits, 
practices, behaviours, attitudes, a way of life that we intentionally, healthily adopt that, that brings us to a place of strength and abundance because of the support that we have. A way of life that counters our bad habits and fills our lives with good habits. And by bringing good habits into our lives, we create space for transformation to take place, to bring us to a place of health in our souls. We begin to live aligned with Jesus. He is our template to life. For many of us, what we have been shown just isn't working. The patterns that we live by have failed us and the, the rhythms that we fell into has taken us out of sync. But Jesus offers us a new rhythm, a new rule, a, a new pattern of life. This isn't something new, but a, it's a lifestyle that has been around for hundreds of years. Whole communities lived out their lives by a fixed rhythm, a, a rule of life. And this rule enabled them to live the way of Jesus, to be intentionally formed into the likeness of Christ by living like him. Free from stress, free from hurry, free from burnout, soulful. A life where they knew what really mattered, a life of quality connection to God and quality relationships with each other in community. And there's a popular saying around rehabilitation and it and it's this if if nothing changes, then nothing changes. To be someone different, we have to do something different. We have a choice. We begin to make time and space to follow Jesus with all that we have in order to become more like him and live a soulful life. Or we let the but get in the way. I want to follow Jesus, but I would I would love to follow Jesus. I would love to live this way. But it's OK you saying this, but don't let your butt get in the way. Do you recognise that you need some support in order for you to grow? Do you see how your habits have brought you this far? Are you ready to begin a fuller life? Well, then something needs to change. There is no room for buts, just openness, surrender and a willingness to let God and let Jesus be your support. He will lead you and guide you. And he asks us to follow him. Surrender who you are, all you have and become an apprentice. Next week, as we journey, we're going to unpack what what Jesus did specifically that will help to shape him and also help to shape us. And then we're going to take some time 
around each area and begin to build them into our lives week by week. And so they become habits. You have to do something with what you are learning or it becomes dead knowledge. Spend some time this week reflecting in your journal and think about these questions. Who do you want to become? Are you ready to pick up the easy yoke and be intentionally formed like Jesus? Are you ready to live from rest, to be present in every moment and experience real life? Let's pray. Father, thank you that you are with us on this journey of change. Lord, we think about our habits, the things that have shaped us to this day, knowingly and unknowingly, Lord. And we give them to you and pray, Lord, that you would help us redeem them and redeem our time. Lord, we lean on you. We follow you to become our strength, our guide and our support. We want to live lives fruitful for you and your kingdom. And Lord, we want to live a life that is full, abundant, soulful. And so we thank you. We thank you for the invitation. And we choose, we take action today to begin to follow you intentionally so that we can become like you. Amen. Amen.